Welcome to another uh, moment we're calling Rhythms. We're using this uh, week to prepare for Good Friday and Easter. We, for the last two rhythms, have been in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now we arrive at some of the trials that Jesus is in, and specifically the place where Peter denies Jesus. This is out of uh, Mark. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him closely. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but Peter denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out to the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, this fellow is actually one of them. And again, Peter denied it. After a little while, those standing near Peter said, surely you are one of them, for you're a Galilean. And he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know this man or who you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed uh, the second time. Then Peter remembered the words of Jesus that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you'll be disowned. You'll disown me three times. And he broke down and he wept. One of the things that uh, when I've preached this passage historically, a lot of us miss when we read it in English is when it says that Peter uh, denied him. It's not just he, He's not just saying I didn't know him. In that phrase where he says he called down curses, he literally was cursing himself and Jesus, like the phrase we'd use. And I'm not trying to swear, but when someone says, God damn you, that, that's what Peter was basically saying. He was cussing out, cussing himself and Jesus. It's a full denial. And then in that moment, right at that moment, uh, Jesus stops and looks at Peter. I was reading another author named David Thompson that wrote about this looking moment. And he said, we're used to being the critic and the observer, but only by allowing another, the one whose critique is always selfless, to be the critic of all of us. Can we escape the endless reflecting mirrors, a world made up of mutually competing criticism, continually competing selves? To put it another way, we have to ask ourselves at this point in the Passion, are we content to look at Jesus, whether in admiration or anguish or disbelief or disgust, or are we willing to let him look at us? Now, he writes, that's scary. It's a look that is full of love, but it demands that we accept accountability for our own lives, even if we're Judas, Peter, or myself. So as we prepare for Good Friday and Easter, even in a virtual reality, are we willing to, even tonight, this morning, whenever you're watching this, take a moment and go, Jesus, you can look at me. You can tell me the truth about myself because you're love and you're kind and you always have the right perspective. So why don't we just take a moment? Jesus, thanks that you lived, that you died and that you rose again. But in this moment, as we're preparing for Good Friday, we all want to admit we've denied you in small and large ways many, many times. But specifically, we're inviting you, Jesus, to look at us for us to be the one that actually is under the microscope, your microscope, which is good. So in this holy season, look at us. Tell us the truth about where we're at. Because when you tell us the truth, we can be free. So we invite your look. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another moment called Rhythms, where we're trying to incorporate the rhythm and the life of Jesus into our everyday life. See you later.